Father Don O'Leary, you're an Irish Jesuit and you have written a book just published, um, Gospel Reflections for Sunday's Year A on Matthew. And of course, that's next year will be the readings from Matthew. Yeah, on the Sundays. On yeah. the Sundays. And yeah. you've already done one on uh, Luke. On Luke for, year for last, C, year. last year. Yeah. So just tell me about this book. It's it's small, compact, but very helpful. Tell me about the whole idea behind it. Well, it's a page for each Sunday. And it's a reflection on the gospel, generally the gospel. Once or twice I've done the first reading. So it's to help people to pray and relate the gospel reading of that day to their lives. So it'd be good if you were going to Mass the following week that you would yeah. maybe take the book at the start of the week, read the gospel passage and reflection and that you have that for the whole week. Yeah, Um I could say what it's not as well. It's not a, a scriptural essay. It doesn't go into the background of scripture. There's many books on that, but I thought there was a need for this one, which is it takes a bit off from the gospel. Now, it's also rooted in life. And each Sunday reflection originated with the homily three years earlier. You'll also have found it if you read the Logos Missalette, that's the very coloured miscellet that's in very many churches on Sunday. The reflection on that is by myself. And so this year is a compilation of those. But they're in book form now and hopefully they link faith and life. An up-to-date way of looking on how faith speaks to us today and challenges us. Of course, you have a new job now. You're editor yeah. of the Sacred Heart Messenger, which many people would be familiar with. But you also served as a parish priest did, in Gardner yeah. Street for many years. Yeah. And I think it has always been a hallmark of your writings because you've written for a long time. That Ignatian notion of finding God in all yes, things. Finding God in all things, linking faith and life is a thing I've always been interested in. I remember getting big insights in it when I was about 20 years of age in the Novitiate. I've tried to keep that as a strand to my to prayer myself and study all the time. So how is that exemplified in this book on Matthew? Are there, can you give us examples? I will, yeah. I'll give you an example of the, the fourth Sunday of Advent coming up, well, soon enough. And Matthew's Gospel is written for the Jewish Christians, very much valuing the Jewishness of Jesus, that he came from a Jewish family, from Jewish people. He was a Jew. Mary was a Jew. Joseph was. It was also written at a time of persecution. However, the infancy narratives, as we call them, wouldn't reflect the persecution very much. But some of the, the stories we know most of, of Christmas are in Matthew. And I just took this one, the fourth Sunday of Advent for year A, and it's the call to Joseph. And here's a bit of it about Joseph being called to be the carer of Mary. And I just read you a little bit from it. A temptation of religion is to tie things down too much. The law in Joseph's time was strict. If a woman was pregnant, the man would cancel the betrothal, the engagement, and she could be stoned to death. Joseph went beyond law to love and the mystery of God's call to him. Good religion is open to the mystery of life, however life challenges us and calls us. Some of the most open-minded people I have met have been very religious, and some of the most narrow-minded people have also been religious. Like good and bad medicine, there's good and bad in religion. 
Yeah, that's very down to earth, isn't that it? That sort um, of thing, yeah. And yet leaves people a bit of room to start thinking, well, yeah. how does that affect me? Yeah. Because I know, as you've said, since even in your 20s, you had this um, passion about God being in the ordinary and yeah. the everyday. Still, when the rubber hits the road, it is sometimes hard to believe that. Yeah. So when somebody maybe has done something rotten or felt mean or and they're in the middle of a family row, it's hard for them to think, I'll take this to prayer. It's more like, I'll get this sorted out and then I'll be able to pray. No, that's not what you're saying. No, or I'll ask God to wave a magic wand over it. It's that in the in the middle of our human humanity, our joys and sorrows, and it's very much the message of Pope Francis now, is the presence of Jesus. You know, the prayer in the Mass, by the mystery of the water and wine, may we become like him. He, he was divine became human, we are humans on the way to being divine. As Teilhard de Chardin says, we are spiritual beings on a human journey. I also end each of them with a, a little picture you might keep in your mind for the day and a short prayer. So for that one of Joseph, and very much the home builder for Jesus, picture your house and all who live in it. Imagine the light of Christ in each room and on all. You could do that during the day. And if you live in your own, who, who might visit you? And then, Lord, you are word of God, who has made flesh, have mercy on us. So it really is a need to prayer yeah. and to gospel reflection. Yeah. Just it struck me when you mentioned Matthew there um, and being the gospel of the Jews, that he's the, the one who has the big, long introduction that if you're not familiar, you just think, what is this about yeah. son of, son of? Yeah. And yet when you look at that genealogy to show Jesus' connection and that you said he was a Jew and his mother was a Jew, it's also comforting in the yes. light of what you're talking about. Jesus had a very, very colourful family tree. There are a few women mentioned, all of whom I think had a colourful reputation and not just for painting. And also wheeler dealers and people yeah. who connived to get their yeah. father's inheritance and yeah. so on. Oh, yeah. it, it does speak to us yeah. that Really and truly, he came from a human family with yeah. all warts and all. Yeah, that's very true. And that's what Christmas is. Watch as, as Advent goes on next month now or in December. It's very human. The best things of Christmas are human. So this book is published by Messenger Publication. Yeah. How much does it cost? It's nine ninety nine. There's a sister publication with it which is by Martin Hogan, Father Martin Hogan, who's a Dublin priest in Clontarf. It's called Weekday Reflections for the Next Liturgical Year, 2016-2017. There's a gap in, in the market there that there's an awful lot of books on Sunday, Gospels. This is an unusual in that it's not scripturally explaining. It won't explain who Joseph's father was. But Martin's is a very good one, and they can be used... For personal reading, some priests I know use bits of this as a gospel reflection. Some of them prepare their homilies from it. May I tell you, one, one priest I met once and he said to me, Donald Neary said, I thank God every Saturday night about 11 o'clock for you. I take up your book and I have a homily. And I felt if he hadn't a homily prepared by then, he's, he was better off reading mine. So they're, they're, they're two books. They can be got from The Messenger and you can get them online. Is Martin's more uh, theoretical or is it based along yours as well in terms of it leading you be, to pray? It would be a little more scriptural because he's a scripture scholar, but it, it again comes from the Mass where he, it's his two-minute reflection, really. 
that that a lot of us give on a weekday. So I find his book very helpful on weekdays. Yes, because that's happening more and more. I notice at weekday mass where yeah. the the hum, the priest is giving a short yeah. reflection short. and short the emphasis being yeah. on short because yeah. people are sometimes going to work or in or yeah. out. So yeah. you hope that they are keeping it short. Just yeah. before you go, I, I just a quick word. You are now uh, editor in the Messenger and Messenger publications have been bringing out a variety of really yeah. good books for yeah. people and uh, pastoral and spiritual yeah. and helping in their faith life. Can you tell us maybe well, one more? One also, which I, I like very much and very important. We bring it out. It's called Open Heart, Open Arms, Welcoming Migrants to Ireland by Alan Hilliard. Father Hilliard is chaplain in DIT Grange Gorman and a priest of Dublin Diocese. And it's really how we might welcome refugees and migrants in very simple ways. That's very important, and isn't it? Things like, you know, um, sometimes we're, we've got, I better take them into my house. A lot of us can't do that, but we can teach them English. We can help them to shop. They come to visit, just to live in a parish. Will anybody just keep an eye on them and show them where they might get food of their own countries? It's also very good on the, the background in the Old Testament, particularly, of welcoming the stranger. The people say to God, why should we welcome the stranger? And God says, because you yourselves were strangers as well. So that hospitality is yeah, a really important yeah. theme. And it's there in Luke as well in yeah, the New exactly. Testament, uh, as you so pointed out would, in yeah. your own book. So this would be a good book. for It's selling at three ninety nine. It would be a good book for a parish, a parish council to go through, especially in parishes which have a lot of migrants, because really, apart from anything, welcoming them and we we ought to it's also one of the biggest social problems we could have for the next two generations as people say and integrating that into a parishes where very often it's the parishes that are the poorest and in the most yeah. need that are left with the most yes. number of migrants yeah. as well and that might be something for other wealthier parishes exactly. to think about and their re- relationship to that maybe they could twin with another parish or whatever yeah. and just finally you know, you'd also have a book on bereavement through suicide from Brenda McManus who yeah. wrote that book Redemption Road exactly. Grieving the Camino you then asked him to do some work yeah. that strikes me as a very important yeah. booklet as well that again is a, a small book of a series which we hope parish bookshops would buy all of them are under five euros so his one is on surviving bereavement through suicide we also have one on accompanying people in illness and we have one coming out soon on issues of elder years and they're short books simply written but all by experts yeah, and they've been doing very well, I know, because they have, they've gone yeah. into reprints. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that people, I think that ordinary people who are trying to bring their faith to bear and trying to understand, you know, latest insights, yeah. those books explain them very simply yeah. and in a very helpful manner. And there's always been a tradition of that. I mean, the, you will remember those of a certain age, the messenger pamphlets. First of all, they sold for a penny and then later on they were a shilling. But there were pamphlets on everything. What you should do, what you shouldn't do, and everybody should do and shouldn't do. Prayers for every occasion. Saints we never even heard of, but there's been a tradition of that in the office. And we're trying to keep that going. And it's all coming from the messenger, which is, as you know, has been going since 1888. And please God will still go strong. We wish you all the best with that and with your book. And people can go to www.messenger.ie to check out any of the books we've spoken about today. You can buy them online there.